Good morning. On this bowl of question crunch, my friend Rhiannon Roslin is here to talk about her business, Hag's Cottage. That covers tarot card reading, the healing power of crystals, and giving your rising zodiac sign the respect it deserves. <laughs> So, and and like I said, uh, like Angie said, we just dive right into the conversation. So I yeah. want to talk about the amazing background that you're in because I don't think we've ever had anyone walking around in the <laughs> wild in a in the podcast. Where are you right now? I so I'm in a park right now, but it's like a really like quiet park. I don't know, like they kind of just let things sort of grow how they want. So like right in front of me, there's a juniper tree. There's a pear tree over there, and like way down the way, there's like an apple tree. It's super cool. Like it's a really cool park. <laughs> now, do you just get the fruit, or it, what? what? You, you can if you want. Like no one really does anything. Like it, they really just do kind of let things grow however they want. I've actually been coming to this park since I was probably like nine, and I remember because like my class used to go here for like gym. Like you had to like run because. It's a mile total, so you had to like run the mile. And like uh, my classmates and I would like stop and like hide and like eat the fruit. Like one of our gym teacher would see us, and then we would keep running. So like, yeah, it's the fun part. That sounds pretty awesome, actually. Uh, uh, there's a lot of awesome to that story. One, I like <laughs> the idea of a park where they just let things grow. Yeah. So they're just like let nature do its thing. Nature knows what to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm also jealous of a pear tree. I really want a pear tree because I, I actually just had a pear for breakfast and I love pears. <laughs> yeah, the, the the pear tree is really cool. The one thing that like I never really knew about pear trees until like I came here, of course, was that they are like a home for like bees of all kinds, like wasps, yellow jackets, like they live in the pear tree and they love the pears. So like keep that in mind if you ever get a pear tree, like you will, it will be bee city. As much as I love bees, I'm not the type to own bees. Yes. <laughs> and, like, it's not just bees, like, wasps, like, all of those. I remember I saw a post that said wasps, you can actually train them to trust you, that it determines, it's, it's the position of the wings that you can know if they trust you or not. And if you're cool, they'll be cool. But I am not ever going to put that into practice. It's never going to happen. <laughs> no, that that sounds like an internet troll, because, like, they're like, oh, let's see if people actually try to sit here and trade wasps, because, like, I'm not, that's not for me. <laughs> no, yeah, no. right? <laughs> no. I, I, it's funny, because, like, you're right, you're right, it probably is an internet troll trying that, but I'm just like, I'm not going to be fooled, because I really don't like wasps. <laughs> yeah, me either, not at all. At least, be, uh, I remember I told someone that I, I don't like wasps because I can't figure out what they're there for, and someone said that wasps fight pests, so that's cool. But I'm like, yeah, but bees have a job. I respect bees. Yeah, yeah, and like bees don't like try to kill me. You know, wasps are aggressive sometimes, like really aggressive. Like, I don't like that. Right? I do not want to get mugged by a bee. Like, I'm not looking to do that. So, <laughs> you said you're not going to get mugged by a bee? No, they're they're very aggressive. Like, I don't know, the ones here are also super aggressive. 
So like they will just like seek you out. Like if they decide that they like how you smell, they like what you have, like they will not leave you alone. And obviously they signal to other wasps. So then like before you know it, you've got like six wasps that are like coming for your life. So it's just like, no, thank you. <laughs> like, mm-mm. I just I like the idea. I just have the imagination, uh, the image in my head of a wasp owner. You're like, give me your money. <laughs> give me your money. Give me everything you got. <laughs> give me everything you got. <laughs> Which it's, I know it's, you know, wasps can't talk, so it's not going to happen. But yeah. I don't think it's that far from the attitude of a wasp. <laughs> no, I agree. Like, I completely agree. Like, if there was ever a bug that was going to mug you, it would definitely be a, a wasp. Yeah, that's facts. so um on your instagram because i found i i don't remember when i because i I, your name kept coming up as liking my stuff but i did not know it was your instagram because i didn't really check sometimes if if it doesn't have your name present i can't tell that yeah um and then one day i scrolled to your instagram and one i was like all this stuff is really gorgeous um, I think you curated your Instagram post to be just aesthetically beautiful. Thank you. And then I saw you and I'm like, oh shit, no, I know this person. <laughs> I have to follow now. <laughs> but yeah. um, the color palette that you choose is so rich as it's rich as fuck. I love it. Thank you. I, I actually got that color palette. Somebody, so one of my former students drew my current business card and there's that thing where you know you can take uh there's I don't know what it is I guess it's a website where you can just put an image in and it'll show you colors so that's what I did with the image that they drew and those were the colors that popped out to me the most so I was like brand colors here we go but like it's completely accidental like I I had nothing to do with those colors like the artist who drew my business card is entirely like the reason I have them but a lot of people don't know that that's a good idea. <laughs> I know, I'm sharing trade secrets. <laughs> like, everybody, everybody keep that to yourself. Don't tell anyone. I, I think more people should do that because that's a really easy tool. <laughs> it, is. it is absolutely an easy tool. And, like, I couldn't come up with anything. I didn't know what colors. Like, me as a person, like, I like blues. But I was like, okay, well, while this is my brand, I, I don't want it to just be colors I like. You know, I want it to be something that speaks to the brand. So, non-blues. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like a lot of people don't have that kind of knowledge that um, certain colors, because, like, with color theory, certain colors will influence you, influence the people looking at your stuff. Yeah. And I feel like the color palette that you use, because, okay, some people will say, for example, you said, I like the color blue. Me too. Yeah. And that's why my comic strip has a lot of blue. I'm yeah. not going to say that I have the uh, knowledge to use a color palette that they suggest <laughs> that would be better for an audience. Yeah. Um, but you you had that knowledge of yourself to realize that you would probably benefit from using this computer's recommendations, which, brilliant. Um, Thank you. Art school had to be good for something. Art right? school pop out, y'all. <laughs> and your even the name of your Instagram is Haggis Cottage, which already gives so many different, uh, so much imagery. I had to when I saw the Haggis Cottage, I was like, you know, October's coming up. I really want to draw the Haggis Cottage. Um, I think I can keep editing how I drew that, but it's still something that I'm like, I want to draw more Haggis Cottages because I like the forest. I like the idea. Yeah. I, whenever I see any kind of movie where there's like a cottage or a cabin or a hut that's just yeah. the forest has taken it and own, owns it now, 
I love that image. <laughs> yes, same. Absolute same. <laughs> and your Instagram and your business uh, is all about, well, not all about, but one element of it is witchcraft, right? Yes, yes. Or is it all about? I don't know. I don't want. You <laughs> know, it's okay. It's okay. Um, it is mostly about witchcraft. Um, it's also about healing and um, using witchcraft as a tool for healing. That's said so much better. Uh, I always feel <laughs> like, I feel like I'm, I don't even want to bring up Tim Allen, but on home improvement, when uh, his neighbor gives him information and Tim Allen butchers it, that's how I feel. That's how I always feel. That's really fair. I think we all feel like that when it comes to certain things. Like, I feel like that when it comes to, like, math. Like, someone will explain something to me, like, simple math, and then, like, I completely butcher it and don't understand what's happening. I, I feel like we all got that. Right? <laughs> in different places. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like there's too many times where I'm like I, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, the laser <laughs> shot this night. <laughs> Here, let me tell you what telescopes are. Uh, basically, they're just glass. Like <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just glass things that like yeah, it's, that a, it's a glass tube, a glass a glass burrito. <laughs> <laughs> um, what brought you to witchcraft? So, um. Witchcraft was something I kind of accidentally found. Um, I was very, very young, like single digits, when I started doing what people would consider to be magic. But I didn't really have an understanding of what magic or witchcraft was. So I was kind of just doing my own thing. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, this has, this has a name. This is a thing. So I can't actually really say that. I kind of was just exploring and found something. <laughs> Why can't you say that? Um, so, well, it's more that it's like, because it's hard to explain, you know, um, I grew up in a very, very like wooded area. Like I'm very, very close. I'm right next to the Pine Barrens, which is like expansive forest. So um, the house that I grew up in is like dead smack in the middle of the forest that is right next to the Pine Barrens. So completely just surrounded by woods and I spent a lot of time when I was younger wandering around in the woods so it's hard for me to explain what it was that kind of led me to I guess um, I don't want to say communing with nature but I can't really think of any other way to describe it because I don't really know it just kind of happened. <laughs> Why don't you want to say communing with nature because I think that that's a pretty good way to describe it. Because it sounds like there, it, it just sounds like some of that, like, woo-woo, like, uh, you know, open your third eye by not drinking milk kind of nonsense that people say sometimes. And, like, I, I don't really want to push that kind of, like, narrative. But, you know, I did spend a lot of time in nature, and I did um, commune a lot with, like, nature spirits. So, yeah, I'm going to say that. I communed more with nature spirits. That, that sounds better. <laughs> I think I think the folks that you were describing have ruined that phrase then because I think that communion with nature is a good phrase. Yeah. You're, you're right that some people have said it too often. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's like, oh gosh, please <laughs> stop. Because I absolutely love walking through the forest. Uh, I love the sound of the forest and just the sights and the smells are fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. Uh, what, what were some instances when you were a kid that you would, uh, say was magic before knowing what you were doing? Um, so 
when I was younger, I used to, um, I would play games with the forest spirits um, that I just thought were my imaginary friends at the time. So I would bury something of mine in one spot or I would hide it in a tree trunk. And when I would come back the next day, there would be something else left there and not like another toy or something. It would be like, um, like an apple from one of the trees that had just like kind of conveniently fallen in there or like a little bushel of blueberries or something. And like, I would kind of play that game. Um, and I would say that the trees were my friends. I would have a lot of, um, spirits that I was friends with. And when I was upset, I would go talk to them. Um, and then sometimes I would find like little, I call them presents, you know, um, like a dragonfly wing or something at the base of a tree that I would spend a lot of my time at. So I guess those are kind of the experiences where I just really let myself like play because I was a kid. Like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> but yeah, those, those would be the experiences that would immediately come to mind. It's it's funny because like uh, I love the forest. I love this. Like I described how much I love the forest. But yeah, also, uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of hearing sounds without knowing stuff and so when it comes to you know, when it comes to night i like to try to uh not hear stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's so fair that's so fair <laughs> i i it's not even it's not even the forest just to, it, like uh wooden houses when i hear creaking when i hear too much creaking i'm like nah i'm cool <laughs> <laughs> that's super valid like houses creaking in the middle of the night is is very scary but like if you hear a weird noise in the forest late at night, like you have to make a louder noise back to assert dominance. Cool. Yep. Cool. <laughs> uh, what What's a loud noise that you often do? See, it depends because like there is, so there's like this super aggressive bird around me that like it's one bird because like I know and he like at 5 a.m. like every day like screams at the top of his lungs so like you have to do a louder noise like a bark <laughs> at him and he calms down a little bit I don't know what type of bird it is like I I have no clue what this bird looks like but I imagine it's like one of those like heron things I don't think they really make noises but that's what I imagine it because like it's a very loud bird like a very very loud bird <laughs> I don't I don't like him Not uh... Good luck with that. Uh, birds are <laughs> birds are mean. Birds are mean. I'm like I don't even know where he is. I just I hear him. You know, I hear him in the mornings. So now I've never I've never been harassed by geese. I've seen videos. Uh, I don't. I think I think when I see geese in the wild, I'm like, nope, I'm gonna leave them alone. <laughs> Let them be. Sweet. I love geese. Uh, turkeys. I've been harassed by. That's uh, right. Turkeys are assholes. There's a lot of birds. There's a lot of bird assholes. I feel like there's too many bird assholes. That's true. That's very true. When I think of all the animal life, I think the only one that I can say is is a complete asshole is birds. No, that's valid. That that's pretty fair. I'd say cats, but I don't know. I feel like cats are on a whole different level. I feel like the rules of the world don't apply to cats. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And like all cats, like lions, tigers, like they all kind of do the same stuff. So like I think they're just kind of like that, you know? Like this right? is how they are. They don't they don't the rules of the world don't apply to them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So where did the idea because I mentioned your Instagram, Hags Cottage. Where did that idea come from? Um, so I am a huge fan of fairy tales and I always have been. Um those were my favorite things to read when I was younger. 
Um, and one thing that I noticed that always was present in most fairy tales was this idea of this like witch um, somewhere in the forest who was, you know, wise, who had advice. Um, in some cases, she was a little malicious. In other cases, she was very nurturing. But there was always like an older woman figure that the um, protagonist could go to for advice or for, for something like that. And I wanted my business to feel like stepping into that forest and like stepping into a cottage and coming with your problems and leaving with solutions, no matter how strange they may be. So yeah, that's where I got the name. <laughs> that is way too damn cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, so many people, like when I tell them my business name, like even like my competitors up, they're like, oh, that's such a cool name. And they've been like, why didn't I come up with that name? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. What do you, how do you want me to answer this? But like that, I hear that all the time. Like people are like, that's such a cool name. I'm so mad you have it. Like, trademark <laughs> trademark pending <laughs> i feel like the issue is that a lot of people don't want like the word hag uh has a lot of negative connotation but yes. i feel like i feel i like the idea of <laughs> well okay this is good because like when when uh whenever i see a white hair going in my beard i'm like yes i want all of this i want all of this <laughs> to be gray or white i'm cool with that just do that yeah uh, I love the term hag. It's just a really fun, uh, visually stimulating uh, word. And I feel like too many people want to be pretty. They want it to be, um, they want it to be glamorous. I love yeah. the idea of the word hag. It's such a good thing. And you're right. It's in a lot of fairy tales. So why not embrace it? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I, I also have always really resonated with like, hag kind of energy i because there's the idea of like maiden mother crone i always felt like i never had like the maiden kind of era of my life i definitely have not had the mother era of my life so i always have resonated like even when i was younger i always kind of resonated with that like crone like old lady kind of energy basically where it's like you know i've been through some shit through some shit <laughs> and like so that that is the other reason i wanted to include the the hag kind of energy i think it's perfect i think uh when i saw the name hags cottage i was like this is so cool i i, I know exactly you. how you're uh what'd you call them competitors or did you say peers i think i said competitors and that that's what i meant <laughs> definitely my okay competitors. cool <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I would agree with them when I'm just like, oh, that's such a good name. And that's what made me, that's what made me uh, yearn, thirst, hunger. I don't know. I really wanted to draw the Hags Cottage because the name was too good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so on your Instagram, uh, yeah. you also advertise that you do tarot card readings. I do. Uh, what tarot card is your favorite? The death card. <laughs> um, and it's partially my favorite because everyone, when they get the death card, freaks out. They're like, am I going to die? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but the death card actually means um, rebirth and endings. So it has to do with um, my favorite death card that I ever had was a skull. And there was a poppy that was coming out of the skull to show that, like, there's still life even after death. So I just, I love that card. <laughs> I feel like 
I feel like, uh, again, with uh, the negative connotation with a uh, hag or death, I feel like I feel like a lot of cultures are so much better at understanding that death is part of nature versus yeah. a lot of the Western cultures where it's like, ooh, it's spooky and scary. It's like, yep. but we all yep. do it. It's one. It's the one thing that unifies us all. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so I feel like if you are more connected or understanding of nature, it should not be that scary. I agree. I'm going to get in my car super quick because my phone is dying because it's so cold. Go so, for it. Sorry about that. And I, no, don't. And I don't want to edit this out because the thing that happens. <laughs> like, I forgot that phones like start to die when it gets cold. And getting cold as a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, do, what, what, how, what temperature are you at right now? Uh, it says 43. Yeah, as a Californian, that's disgusting. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> That's a disgusting temperature. I'd rather have 43 than like, uh, what did you say it was going to be today? Is it the 90s? Mm -mm. <laughs> it, nope. 90, 90s are not desirable, but it's better than in the hundreds. I'm okay with the 90s. 90s is a warm day. Um, I'm whenever I see whenever I see the uh, a seven. Whenever I see we're in the 70s, fantastic. Uh, yes. 60s, even better. 50s, hold on, calm down. <laughs> 40s? No. No. The cold is so good, though. Because, like, when you're cold, you can put on a blanket. You can go somewhere I, warm. When it's hot, there's no there's no relief. None. I agree with that entirely. There's always something you can do to make yourself warmer. Uh, yeah, 40s? No, thank you. That is way too cold. I've got friends in... I, I recently talked on Zoom of people digging out their car. Oh, of yeah. snow? Yeah. And I, someone told me that uh, when I was like, oh, no, I don't want to dig out my car. They said, oh, it's worse when you dig out the wrong car. I'm like, that's even dumber. <laughs> that, is the, that is so unfortunate. Like, imagine you put in all this effort and it's not even your car. Like, that's it. I'm done for the day. Like, I'm not going to work. I'm not leaving my house. I'm going back to bed. Like, I'm done. Right? <laughs> I would immediately quit. I would be done. <laughs> I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever felt that level of disappointment in my life, which means I'm privileged as fuck. But what I'm saying is that just digging, that would be the worst. Doing hours of work and then looking and it's like, well, I'm going back to bed. Today's done. I'm literally fuck this. Literally. Uh, so when did you get into tarot card reading? Um, so I officially started tarot card reading wait not last year I'm sorry um in 2018 because I was like oh last year 2018 do not listen to me <laughs> don't uh, <laughs> the, the pandemic has made time irrelevant so last year in 2018 <laughs> yes um so I first started in 2018 and then I was professionally giving tarot readings like a couple of months later because I I got I, I understood tarot reading like very quickly because of the way that I read tarot cards. And I had been reading Oracle cards for at that point, like I started when I was 12, wait, 11. I started when I was 11. So at that point, I've been reading them for like over 10 years. So I was very comfortable with doing divination. But I, I had avoided tarot because I didn't like the structure and the rules of tarot. But, you know, I, I, it, it seemed like it was time <laughs> for me to learn it. 
and you said Oracle cards? Cards? Yes. What's the difference? So tarot is a system. Um, there are so certain cards are always going to mean the same thing. So like the death card is always going to mean an ending and a new beginning. Whereas Oracle cards, you can set any kind of rules that you want. So if you wanted to do, um, let's say you wanted to do like a Marvel Oracle deck, you could do that and you could use the Marvel characters and you can like, I don't know, you could pick like web for Spider-Man to just mean whatever you want. There's no rules when it comes to Oracle cards, whereas with tarot, there is. So you can kind of do whatever you want. And you prefer Oracle cards over tarot because it is so loose? Yes, because I found that that helped me like kind of train my intuition better because a lot of people like when they're reading tarot, they're just reading from the book that like tells you what the meaning is. So they don't ever actually like put any thought into the cards like for real. So I've, I'm glad that I started with Oracle cards because if I had started with tarot, I might not be as good of a reader as I am now. Nice. All right. <laughs> that's that's a well uh, you know from someone who had no idea what oracle cards are uh <laughs> i could did that <laughs> now because that you mentioned that the hags college is where you can go to get information to help you and you said that uh it's all a, a lot of what you do is all about healing yeah. um are there any simple tips or tricks to keep a healthy and i I, I when I wrote this question, I did not know the terminology to use. I said yeah. aura slash spirit, and I'm just like, I don't even know what terminology to use. Yeah, aura aura is perfect words. Um, yeah. So a lot of us um have like what I like to call like a gunked up aura because we don't ever really cleanse ourselves fully from the things that we're doing. So like um. For example, like if you go to work in an office every day and you don't like any of your coworkers, you don't like your job, when you come home, you're carrying all that heavy energy from that space and those people that you don't like. So a tip to keep yourself kind of clean is like when you come home, the first thing you should do is get out of the clothes that you wore for work that day and just put them in your dirty basket or put them in the laundry, whatever you want to do um and just change into something fresh and after that like i depending on how intense you like to do it like some people like they like crystals other people like to take spiritual baths because i am someone who um i have a lot of other people's energy on me because i'm doing so many readings and stuff i take spiritual baths but everybody doesn't have to do that so like you would be good, you know, people can use uh, crystals like black tourmaline, clear quartz, smoky quartz, just keeping those on you can help uh, protect your aura from other people and uh, their energy. Uh, evil eyes also can protect you from other people's energy. Um, if you have any mirrors in your house, covering those up um, outside of like your bathroom one that you need is a good idea to kind of protect your energy. Um, Let's see, just just being mindful and anytime you spend time with somebody like a friend or a family member where you feel particularly drained, it's really important that you shower or do some kind of cleansing as soon as you're able to, to just get that heaviness off you and um, start to feel like yourself again. What about uh, if you're with family or friends that uh, energize you? Is there anything that you would recommend to harness that shit? 
to harness it, yes. Um, so for example, if you're with like, if you're having a really good time, you really love the experience, you can bring clear quartz because clear quartz is like, it's like a sponge. So it will suck up whatever kind of energy is around you. So if you want to harness it and keep it, you can wear clear quartz when you're with people that energize you. If you want to remove negative energy, you can also wear clear quartz because it, it will suck it out. Um, but what you do with the positive energy after you have that is you keep it somewhere where you need it. So if you need it near your work desk or like you want to put it in like a flower pot or something, whatever you want to do, um, but keep it somewhere you need it. Fantastic. Uh, I'm glad that you made, made a list of different stones that you would recommend. If the stone yeah. is the right, again, terminology, I'm not entirely familiar. That's okay. Typically even crystals. Uh, it's 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 amusing because I'm like uh, as far as aura and spirit I don't know the terminology but even simple ones where it's like rock crystal or like, I'm just like <laughs> nope <laughs> but yeah um, I'm glad you mentioned the list because I think that a lot of people would benefit and they're just like all right let me uh, do my shopping list of stuff I can buy to help my help me help life suck less <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, would you say, is there any kind of like, because I know I've heard a lot of people burn sage. Um, would, oh, I like that face. That face expression is perfect. Uh, help me understand why you did that. <laughs> okay. Um, so burning sage is an indigenous practice, um, mm -hmm. especially since, uh, so, okay, th this is a whole thing, but to, the, the short version of it is smudging, which is typically the term for burning sage is an indigenous practice. Um, it's a ritual. Um, it's not just burning the sage. It's a very specific ritual that a lot of people will say like, oh, I sell smudge kits or something. And it's like, you don't. Just because it's sage doesn't mean it's a smudge kit. Um, and white sage is a very harsh herb. Like it's a very, very harsh herb. It's, I call it spiritual bleach. And just burning sage is not going to fix your situation because you have to put something on top of it. So like, think of like saging your room if you just poured bleach on your, your floor. That's not gonna fix everything. Yes, your floor's clean now, but like now your room smells like bleach and uh, it's not a great time. So you have to put something else on top of that. So like if let's say you're someone who has a lot of anxiety and you wanted to clean your room, you could burn sage first, sure, to get rid of the negative energy, but then you want something calming over top of it. So you would burn lavender. So now there's like calming energy in your room. So um, if you're gonna burn sage, I would say just burn the herb. It's just called smoke cleansing. That's totally fine. People can do that if they feel called to the herb. But if you have no connection to it, then I would ask people, why do you want to burn it? So like, you know, you live in California, there's like wild sage literally everywhere, you know? So it's a little different for like a Californian to just be burning sage, like that's fine. It's outside, it's like literally right there. Like it's, it's everywhere, so that's different. Um, but like me, I live on the East Coast and sage does not grow wild here, you know? Um, but I have juniper available to me, cedar, pine things like that herbs that i do have a connection to so if anyone's looking to burn sage to cleanse their energy ask yourself do you actually feel connected to that herb or are you just doing it because everyone else has told you to do it because that's what everyone says to do <laughs> so two things one yes. uh that california has sage all over the place so that means that uh we're getting cleansing every time we have a wildfire right 
Yeah, in some ways, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, definitely. But the second thing is, I'm glad that you clarified that uh, smudging is an indigenous practice. Yeah. Because, yeah, I see that shit all over Google. And so what it is, then, is a headdress for Halloween, right? If you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like that, basically. Like, yeah. Good. I'm glad you clarified on that, because I do see it all over the place. And... That is what it is then. That, that's they they Google yes. a way to cleanse, or they see it on TV or movies, and they're like, "Oh, there's a there's a smudge kit." Like, what the fuck? All right, thank you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, you can only know a non-indigenous person will only know how to smudge if an indigenous person teaches them. So, like, I know how to smudge. I am indigenous. Um, I could teach other people. But at the same time, like if you're if someone is trusting you enough to teach you this sacred knowledge, maybe don't try to sell it. Maybe maybe keep it to yourself and just don't sell it. Like just just advice for just anybody out there. Just just maybe don't sell it. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Don't sell it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> don't sell a thing. You know, I that come on. No. What's right? what's your gimmick? What's your <laughs> Everything has to be a side hustle. Come on. <laughs> you got to girl boss your way out of it. <laughs> I I absolutely hate the con- the idea of when, whenever I see someone. Okay. I at my warehouse, we are selling stuff that says like a uh, grind all day or the grind doesn't stop. And I'm like, no, that's unhealthy. <laughs> it is like it's not great. Like that's not good. Grind culture is toxic. The end. It's gross. It's it's it's, it's horrible. I, I like the idea of just when what you said that you live near the forest. I like the yeah. idea of just sitting in the forest somewhere. And I know that sounds really that sounds really against everything I stand for because I'm like, yeah. oh, I love social media. I love technology. <laughs> I like being able to watch TV all the time. But yeah. I really do like driving out somewhere where I can just hear the wind. <laughs> yeah. Same. <laughs> I love the beach because I'm just like, I get disconnected and I get to just sit and hear the water. I love, yes. I, I love being disconnected from time to time. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> same. <laughs> Except when friends say, oh, let's go camping. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Jimmy, don't you like nature? I do. I do. But <laughs> I think that uh, me and nature have a nice, uh, I think we need to keep our boundaries. I think. <laughs> keep our boundaries. Respect our boundaries here. <laughs> yeah, me, me and nature, we're good friends. We're good friends. We just yeah. we don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which fictional witch? That's fun. That's a fun sentence. Hold on. Which <laughs> fictional witch? Oh, I like that. All right, hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting distracted by my own question. Which fictional witch would you like to get a drink with? That's a really hard question. So I am going to have to say, and hopefully I don't get hate for this, um, Bellatrix Lestrange. Why would you get hate? Well, okay. <laughs> my, mind <laughs> al- my mind already gave me reasons why you would get hate, but I want to know why you would think that you'd get hate. Uh, well, because she's insane. Uh, she's also like a murderer and a torturer and uh kind of a nazi because she's a death eater so that's a lot and like of course i do not condone any of that however i think she's the most interesting character out of that entire series okay 
that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good reason yes. i mean because i was like doesn't she not like non-witch folks muggles yeah like, <laughs> she does not like anybody who is not a pureblood and like that's the problem like this is a big problem but um i find her interesting and i i like what i noticed because like i don't know what channel it was they recently had like a harry potter marathon where they just like showed every single movie and i was like all right yeah it's been like a couple of years why not let's do this and i rewatched all of them and i noticed that she is the only witch who like while she is like really wild and like um i guess like fluid in her her delivery she's like one of the few witches who never misses her shots when she's shooting with her wand she never misses she and she also threw a knife at dobby through a portal like she doesn't miss and i'm like that's i love that like it's horrible but i love that like i don't know man bellatrix is just really interesting (laughs) i would love to see uh well we're not gonna see it because like uh I I, I want to see the direction that uh uh Hel- Helena Bonham Carter got because I feel like she was given freedom to do a lot of shit. I agree with that. I also think she got like a lot of freedom. Like she was I don't know she was just such a good actress for that let like that role. Like I could never imagine anyone else doing that. But that would be really cool to see like what separate direction she kind of got. Right, because like I, I, I also recently watched all the Harry Potter films, and when uh when they were about to attack Hogwarts, I saw uh Voldemort coming up to the front, and she's there like laughing and enjoying and walking around like the Death Eaters, and I'm just like, see, she gets all the freedom. All the other <laughs> Death Eaters are still all cool and you know proper, but she gets to do whatever she wants. Yeah, she's just living her best life, you know. <laughs> um. I recently saw, because I think Disney just recently, uh, Disney recently posted a photo of the Sanderson sisters in the sequel for Hocus Pocus. Oh, I forgot that was a thing. Like, I, I, I feel like I had knowledge that that was happening, but, like, completely blanked on it. I feel like it's been a rumor forever. Yeah, that's valid. That's actually very valid. It, I feel like it has been as well. And I think that, uh, I, uh, so... There's a lot of rumors that happen, but I feel like only Disney has the money to make it happen. And I think if Disney sees too many hashtags, they're like, well, let's just throw some money at it and make it happen and see yeah, what the internet. <laughs> basically. I'm worried because I feel like uh, current Disney focuses too much on being a comedy that I feel like there'll be a lot of the emotional weight that the first Hocus Pocus has won't be there. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that too. Like also like I don't know. These these kids today, they they never know. They will never know the joy of watching Hocus Pocus on TV. And like Hocus Pocus was not like a it wasn't like a big Halloween movie. At least I remember that. Like you were kind of like you weren't weird, but like not everybody knew what Hocus Pocus was. Like if you told your friends at school, they'd be like, "What's that?" And you're like, "Oh, okay, never mind." Like I, I had a lot of people like when I was growing up who had no idea what Hocus Pocus was. Like had never heard of it. So it's just so strange for me now to see it as like this huge like movie that's like everywhere in stores and stuff. Like that's insane, you know. <laughs> I think that that's that's more of a that that's more telling of the different childhoods because I remember my Halloween uh, because it was done by Disney. Yeah. Uh, 
schools felt comfortable showing it uh, during Halloween, whenever they're That's just like true. done, done doing their studies and whatnot. I yeah. just remember wheeling that big TV, <laughs> the TV platform, and be like, "Oh, what are we gonna watch? What are we gonna watch?" And then you hear the music. It's like, it's August Bogus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that must definitely be like a different kinds of childhood thing. My school did like Scary Godmother, all that stuff, which like Scary Godmother is still one of my favorite Halloween movies. Love it. I I am all about Hocus Pocus. And as I've gotten older, I only like it more. And it's yeah. not because it's not because of the movie. It's because of uh, Bette Midler and uh, Kathleen and Jimmy. They are they both became very strong activists. And yeah. if you follow them on Twitter, they, well, okay. Bette Miller has no fucks to give. Uh, Kathy Najimi is just a really delightful person. So she has yeah. more fucks to give. She cares yeah. about people. Bette Midler's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, Bette Midler says some problematic things sometimes. And I'm like, oh, Bette Midler, please stop. Just just calm down a little bit. <laughs> calm down, just a smudge. Just, just <laughs> a smidge. <laughs> just, just try to be, uh, I, I think that, Kathy Jimmy is much more understanding to be uh, to to avoid problematic phrasing and be cooler yeah. and be more you know widely accessible. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, I'm not entirely certain. I don't even follow her Twitter because I don't see a lot of. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's really fair, actually. I honestly sometimes forget Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker is in that movie. Like, I, I know, like, it's Sarah, but, like, I forget she's Sarah. I'm like, just like, yeah, it's Sarah. Then I'm like, no, that's not Sarah Jessica Parker. Eh, I gotta remember that. <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> but when I when I came up with the question about, like, which is who which which would you like want to drink with, I thought of uh, Mary Sanderson, because I love... Yeah. I love everything about Mary. Um, I love... <laughs> I, I, I like... I love her barking. I love yes. her... <laughs> There's so much fun with that character, and that's yeah. another character. That's another performance I would love to hear in the direction, because there's so many small things that are yeah. practically irrelevant, and I'm wondering who came up with that. That's fair. That's I. Yeah, I would. I see. My brain like never thinks to like, hey, I wonder what their direction was. But like now, that's the thing I'm gonna think about a lot. It's like I wonder what direction they were like given, like by the director. I often think about that because whenever I'm drawing, I'll put like some really weird thing in the place that most people are going to completely ignore. Yeah. Um, like uh, one of my patrons uh, is represented by a succulent and oh, I've been drawing them and oh, I, I started in October. I drew them in my comic and most people are going to ignore it because plants are just a natural thing that we see everywhere. Um, but people don't know that that, per that particular succulent actually me means money. I got paid to draw that. <laughs> <laughs> I got money. <laughs> and so I just feel like there's a lot of little things that we take for granted. And I'm just like, but the little things weren't there, weren't, are, are, not, are not accidental. They're on purpose yeah. in creating art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's something I think about a lot. Yeah. Um. Is it helpful to know about our zodiac? 
yes um it actually is very helpful to know about your um your astrological sign because so a lot of people are reading their their like daily horoscopes incorrectly you don't want to go by your sun sign and your sun sign is your your major sign so like um i'm an aries because i was born march 23rd everybody has what's called a natal chart and that basically is a snapshot of the sky the day and moment you were born so it says where every single planet was what every single sign it was in and what single degree it was in and every planet represents something in your chart so you want to focus on your rising sign and your rising sign is um is uh that um i'm trying to think of how to describe it to someone who's never had like a natal chart done good i appreciate that because when i saw you post that you have a rising sign i'm like what the fuck is a rising sign now <laughs> i'm trying to think of like the simplest word uh, wording so good luck. it's it's like this so it's basically from from my understanding of how I, I learned it to explain it to somebody else, it is the sign that was on the horizon when you were born. So for me, I am a Virgo rising, even though I'm an Aries sun. So when I'm looking at my horoscope, instead of looking at the Aries horoscope, I look at the Virgo horoscope because your rising sign is your day-to-day -day activities, um, it's things that are happening for you daily and everybody can look at their natal chart. You can go to literallyastrology.com, put in your name, your, um, date of birth and the time you were born. That's the most important part. You have to have the time you were born and you'll get, it'll look like a pizza pie. The picture will look like a pizza pie and it will tell you everything about your chart. It'll say, you know, you have a Libra rising or your Mercury is in Pisces, etc. And so if you want to look at your daily horoscope, you look at your rising sign. If you want to do your love horoscope, you look at your moon sign and your Venus sign. So like if you just got into a relationship and you want to see what the horoscope is with that, I have a Leo moon. So I would look at the Leo horoscope and I have an Aries Venus. So I would also look at the Aries one for that too. So yeah, so it, it's very helpful to know because sometimes astrology can explain things that you would think it could never explain. Um, there is a method of astrology that is so specific, it can help you find lost objects. Like I have been able to use this method, um, my friends have been able to use this method. Um, it can help tell you why you have certain things about like your appearance, like how you're gonna look. Um, I did, uh, recently I did a natal chart for somebody for their child, um, and I was able to give them a pretty accurate description as to how their baby was going to look. So it, it, astrology is really, it's really cool and it is, it's just very useful to have. What is it about rising signs that, uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming that the rising sign is important because that's where the sun is coming from, that that's the warmth of the sun. Is, a, am I, am I? completely off the charts or what you're like, off but you're also kind of close so like i kind of like your explanation for it because i don't know it sounds cool but um yeah so your rising sign is your personality that is like the more so your sun sign is your ego it's you at your best um it's you um how you present to others but your rising sign is how you like actually are so, for example, like 
we i think you're an aries too right i hate it when people get guess <laughs> i i feel like you're an aries though because i think that like we talked about being aries once i feel like that happened but okay no, aries, people think that we're like obnoxious and loud and like crazy which like yes it, we saw we are a little bit but they also like just think that all Aries are like that. And it's like, yes, while I can present as a little like aggressive and stuff, I'm actually very organized and very like meticulous when it comes to things, which is not typical of an Aries because my rising sign is Virgo. So um, it's important because it also helps you kind of understand yourself a little better. And it kind of shows you not what people think about you, but it gives you like, an idea as to how you present in others' eyes, if that makes sense. I remember I worked at when I worked at the movie theater. Uh, someone came up and they're like, uh, "You're an Aries, aren't you?" And I was like, "Get out of my head! <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of here! <laughs> Don't guess correctly around me! How dare you!" <laughs> right. Um. Now, as far as zodiac, we're in Scorpio season, right? yes yeah 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 okay cool because like i was looking at the dates and i was like uh <laughs> i remember i didn't know what season we are in because all i know is all i really know is aries um <laughs> but uh but i looked i googled it and I, I i saw some websites that were giving me all these different dates and all this different information so i was like all right let's see which websites agree with each other and i saw scorpio i was like awesome cool that's where i'm going that's yeah. where i'm going with yeah um and a new Spider-Man movie is coming out. So my question to you then is, uh, who would be the worst person to play Scorpion in a Spider-Man film? Now we have, we actually have an actor that played the guy who turns into Scorpion. Uh, he showed up in Spider-Man Homecoming, but I don't think he's ever gonna become Scorpion. We'll see. Uh, the relationship between Disney and Sony is very strange. Um, but who would you think would be the worst Scorpion? Um, I do not know much of the Spider-Mans. Um, I am a Batman girl. I, I have never been a Spider-Man person, so, like... That's uh, a good answer. That's a good answer, because, uh, Batman is pretty awesome, so I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna fight you on that. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I don't, I don't even know. I don't remember a villain named Scorpion. Honestly, I only know, like, Carnage and Venom and, uh, Dr. Octopus. That's it. Oh, and Green Goblin. That's it. <laughs> That's, that's, hey, that's all you need to know. You're done. Yep, that's <laughs> all I know. <laughs> uh, I think you would. I think you would like to check out Madam Web. Uh, she's a witch in the Spider-Man universe that you might want to check out. She's pretty rad. Um, but as far as Scorpion, um, that's why it, it, it's funny because like this is how I worded this question. Because if I said if I asked you who would be the best person to play Scorpion, then you might need to know stuff. Yeah. But worst person to play Scorpion. You can pick anyone at random. Uh, Betty White. Betty White? <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer. Betty White. I don't know. <laughs> that is such a funny answer. Because <laughs> you don't have to know anything about Scorpion. Oh, I'm going to draw Betty White as Scorpion. This is oh, too good. <laughs> this scene... Seeing her in the armor and this the tail is fantastic. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Man, 
Uh, and now I'm even like, if I, I'm, cause like, like I said, in Homecoming, there was the person that turns into Scorpion, but now I'm putting yeah. Betty White in my head. I'm imagining Betty White in those scenes with Michael Keaton, and it's funny. <laughs> 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 I mean, honestly, inserting inserting Betty White anywhere makes something more more humorous, <laughs> like anywhere. That is true. That is true. Ah. Oh. Because now I'm putting, uh, uh, now I want to do that to other movies. I want to Photoshop <laughs> Betty White in uh, Anaconda, and it's funnier. <laughs> Betty White playing Hannibal Lecter. Why not? <laughs> right? Um, when this bowl of the podcast uh, is posted, um, a new Ghostbusters movie will be coming out. Um. And that got me thinking, because uh, I've seen, okay, so there's this one story arc in Ghostbusters where they go across the U.S. and um, they experience different cultures. Oh, they actually go around the world, too. But they experience different cultures and their reaction to their job, their profession. Yeah. Um, because some cultures do not hate the supernatural. They don't hate uh, ghosts. Yeah. So they did not like Ghostbusters because Ghostbusters, all their job is, is to capture ghosts. Mm -hmm. um, do you think that trapping ghosts would be a good idea? Um, hmm. I would have to say no. Uh, no, because you never know who that person was and is. So you don't know what kind of energy you are keeping. So that that would be why I would say no. Like, you don't know who that is. <laughs> so, you know, they could be a sweet, nice person or they could be a serial killer. And, you know, <laughs> now now they're now they're stuck. And like, if they ever get out, like, that's a problem. I've seen 13 ghosts like. Mm -mm. <laughs> yeah, but they've got a pretty good containment uh a containment unit as long as people don't turn it off they have all the ghosts smashing them in together so that should be fine right yeah no problems um there's actually one comic book where uh they're they they get called to a military base and uh they are they're fighting a ghost and they're about to catch a ghost when uh winston winston being uh i think he's a marine um winston says let's do this differently or so I, I can't remember exactly the plot of the story but yeah uh winston actually helps this military ghost move on instead of haunting yeah and i thought that that was such a really cool story for the ghostbusters because and that, that's why i love the comic book so much and i think i even mentioned the comic book i, I do it all whenever yeah. whenever someone talks about comic books i usually recommend ghostbusters yeah um because they do stuff with the characters that most movies do not do because mm -hmm. The movies want action. The comic books can give more character development. Yeah. Yeah, I've never read a, a Ghost uh, Ghostbusters comic, but now I will have to do that. I'll have to add it to my my comic book list. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, they have really cool things where like uh um they go to uh they go to Italy and they have to readjust their PKE meter because they realize that the U.S. is going to have a completely different set of scales than mm. europe yeah hmm. that's interesting i wouldn't even think of that <laughs> right i'm uh and i i even went uh, to one of their panels to ask them a bunch of questions because i was like who's the who's the big ghostbuster nerd is it going to be the artist or the writer and he's like uh the writer eric burnham he's like oh it's all dan shoney the artist he's the big <laughs> ghostbuster 
scared, and I'm like, that's unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you? Have you seen Ghostbusters? Uh, like the original? Yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, are you at all interested in the new one? Uh, I'm gonna have to say no. It just looks. It just doesn't. You're talking about the one with like the kids, right? Where it's yeah. Like, mm, no. Mm-mm. It just doesn't look like it's gonna be as good as the original, which I know nothing can be. But like, I just I don't like the idea of like, let's make the kids of this thing now. It's interesting, and it's or grandkids or whatever the hell they're supposed to be. I was also like grandkids. It only came out in the eighties. What are we talking about? Like, what do you mean grandkids? I was so confused. So yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a lot of hope for it, unfortunately. I, I'm a hard, I, I'm not the best judgment because I'm a Ghostbusters fan, like yeah. through and through. Yeah. So, um, they already have my money. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter how crappy it is. I'm going to yeah. be there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's understandable. Um, the thing that I find the most interesting about it is that it's directed by the son of the direct, of the original director. Oh, that's and cool. I didn't know that. In the second, do, do you remember in the second one when the Ghostbusters went to a kid's party and a kid insulted them? I don't think I've ever seen the second Ghostbusters movie. That's okay. It's not. <laughs> that. I I love it, but again, I'm not the best judge. Yeah. Um, but the kid who insults the Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. he is the director. The that, that kid oh. grew up. He was the son of the director, and now he's the director of this next movie. Yeah, I love that. That's so cute. So, well, so I'm, I don't know. I'm really interested in this movie. I'm going to see it in drive so I can see it twice. Because okay. <laughs> I'm that crazy. <laughs> so, the interview is done, but I want mm-hmm. you to advertise uh, what websites, what, what social media, uh, how can people find you? Uh, to be found. I know you want to be found. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so the best place to find me is uh, Instagram because that has all of my links. I am most active on my Patreon um, where I have, I teach a lot of classes. I teach a monthly class that is only for my patrons. Um, and then I do teach one class that everybody can take quarterly. So the class for this quarter is coming up in December. I'm going to be focusing on ancestor work and all of that stuff. Um, But yeah, honestly, my Instagram and Patreon are the best place. I have a Discord, but that's also only for Patreon. So yeah, (laughs) those would be the best places. And what words of wisdom would you give to someone who uh, wants to use uh witchcraft or spirituality or uh something to help them go through life and be healthier um the first thing i would recommend is not to buy any modern books on witchcraft um i did not read any modern books on witchcraft for many years in my practice um i was completely solitary i didn't do a coven or anything like that and Doing that allowed me to really solidify my own beliefs and my own practices and to follow the things that inspired me and see where that took me. So my advice would be don't be afraid 
to be curious. Don't be afraid to make mistakes and don't be afraid to do something that nobody else is doing. And if what you're doing is not written about, that's okay. It's still valid. <laughs>